0: What's up, babes? It's a glorious morning, a day that we will never see again in this lifetime. So let's take the time to enjoy life while we can. I'm your girl, Neek Austin, and this is Koro is a Crush. Episode of Koro is a Crush. I'm Nick Austin, the CEO and founder of Coro, a home-based beauty, wellness, and design shop, providing premium, high-quality press-on nails, beauty accessories, and a home decor that we know you'll fall in love with, all while providing a community for self-care lovers, beauty mavens, and small business owners to live life on their terms through fashion, beauty, and faith. Today's episode is called How to Stay Organized, when running a small business. So people out there in my my tribe, let me ask you a question. Are you organized in your business for those who have small businesses? Now I'm sure you're great at organizing at home, but honestly, I'm not a good home organizer and I can honestly say that, but when it comes to my business, I am very organized. And one thing about me that y'all may not know is that I am a stationary addict. If you haven't noticed, I do sell stationary in my shop. But I love being surrounded by pens and notebooks, sticky notes, and sticky flags. When I was a little girl, my mom used to collect notebooks and pens of every color and every style, and that's because she was an educator for 43 years. day, every first Sunday of the month, because my business is ordained by God, y'all already know that, but for those who don't know, it is ordained by God, meaning, He is the one that supplies me, He is the one that gave me the vision, so everything that I do on a monthly basis, I have to run it by them and pray over it, before I can conduct business for the remainder of the month. Number two, I keep a calendar on my phone and on my MacBook, with all the important dates that he one based on urgency and importance. For example, I had some nail sets that I needed to complete today. So my urgency was to make sure that the people that um, needed their um, nail sets in a hurry, those that had a certain date, they came first. And then the ones that I could possibly wait on just a little bit longer, I pushed them to the back. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about making the list, okay? And my guest host for today is a bigger stationery addict than I am. She actually owns a stationery shop and can also help you get organized in your business or your corporation. So I would like for you to welcome Miss Denisha Carter from Lovely Goods Co. Good
1: morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Nick. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on
0: this um, podcast. I'm so honored to be here. Absolutely. I am blessed and highly favored. Board. So, um, doing very well. Doing very well. It is the holiday season, and um, are you getting ready for your Christmas list, or have you started, or you haven't started? As far as shopping for other people, I
1: have not started. Me
0: neither. <laughs> not at Not at One bit. No, nope, I haven't started. I'm the one that likes to wait to the last minute. Yet at the same time, if I see things throughout the year that I know maybe my kids maybe need or want, I will pick. The Go on and purchase it and put it away. But I'm the one that like to, get to the last minute
1: and just stuff online. Yeah, I like to do that too. Like my son, he's 12, so he wants all this expensive stuff. So I'm just like, oh, you're killing my pockets every year because this goes higher and higher in price. Jesus, these a boy. Well, preteen, I should say. I understand. My
0: son is 15 and I have a Longer, my son's list gets shorter. Praise the Lord. So I am good when it comes to their list. Like I said, I think I was I was on a um, I was on a live uh, Sunday night, and like I said then, and I'm going to say it again now. Um, when it comes to my children, if they want something for Christmas, I send it to the grandparents. Whatever they need, my husband and I will take care of the needs. They take care of the Idea. Smart thing. <laughs> I tried, because my mom was like, see, what do the kids want this year for Christmas? Cause I'm going to get what they want. I don't know. They ain't send me no lips. I guess they don't want nothing this year. Cause are going to give them gift cards or something like that, because they it by their own stuff. I Man, I got my current list since of like my office. It keeps adding to it. You have an iPhone or an Android? I have an Android. Okay. So I have an iPhone, and my daughter and my son—we all have iPhones. My husband is a teen Android. So in our, in our iPhones, they have their Christmas list, and I'm like, i just save it. And so what they do is they go to the list and they just add to the list in my phone. And all I hear is ding, 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 and I'm like, dude, I don't know what you think we getting this money me to get this stuff that I ain't got. It. You have to wait for the internet. <laughs> that's funny they terrible they terrible but I, I love my, kids. my, kids, are kids. my kids, are kids so um we're going to go on and get started with these questions here and um the first question that I have for you is basically the pre-question I want you to introduce yourself and your business to my community
1: sure so as you said my name is Denisha Carter I live in Georgia. This? I have two businesses. Um, I sell. Um, I recently launched digital planners last month, as well as a digital notebook and digital stickers. And the digital planner notebook, it can be used on like an iPad or a tablet. Um, and I also have my. consulting company. So I help small businesses with like HR tasks, as as creating handbooks, job descriptions, performance evaluations, doing recruiting or any type of, you know, HR consulting advice that they may have. So both businesses kind of go hand in hand a little bit, because I do have like the digital planner that can be used to, you know, help organize your tasks, because my digital planner, it's not just for business owners. If you're a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home wife, business owner, even a student, it has so many different elements to it. It's 534 pages, and that's Oof. before yeah, and that's before you even like copy the pages to make more.
0: It's Oof. Very
1: robust, yeah.
0: Oof. <laughs> now, within that digital planner, do you have multiple? Is it with multiple years, or is it just for 2023? It's just for 2023. Oof! <laughs> I've never seen a plan that big before, not a digital one anyway, a- not even in person. So to see, to hear 534 pages, oh my goodness. How did you find the time to create it? And here's the thing, and here's um, a piece of business advice. When you're
1: not getting something outsourced in your business, I had somebody that actually like of course I gave her all the ideas and the sections that I want but actually putting it together I hired a graphic designer okay. she did that oh okay. yeah if it was up to me to actually like like the graphic work nobody would buy it because it'd be ugly I'm just being honest that's just not my area of expertise outsource if you can afford to outsource i highly recommend for businesses to do that okay okay
0: I've never, i never i the only time i've outsourced anything and actually my first time outsourcing The virtual summit is basically for women right now, for women who are going through everyday women things and just need somebody to listen to, need somebody to connect with, need somebody to leave. Because right now, even after COVID, we're somewhat post-pandemic. We still have nobody to leave. And with us being in the house, I, I know a lot of us, not me, but a lot of us, we drove people crazy in the home. That domestic violence went up a lot. Yes. Child abuse has gone up a lot. And so I'm like, you know, mental health has soared through the roof. So I'm I was in the position, I'm like, you know what? Let's just take a let our hair down and just have a party celebrating womanhood. So that's what the awesome. virtual Summit is gonna be about. Yeah
1: that's awesome well congratulations on you know getting the ball running on that that's gonna be awesome
0: oh yes thank you thank you so if um anybody that wants to become a vendor or a sponsor you're more than welcome to join as a vendor or a sponsor and just um send me an email at hello at shopcoro.com and i can give you all the information there all right i'll
1: have to invite you to my facebook group um so that you can tell the women about it in there
0: cool beans cool beans now you know i don't do facebook but i'll do it for you <laughs> oh okay okay <laughs> I'll join the group, but don't look for me to talk all the time, but I'll do it right <laughs> I understand. I, it, it was one of those things on social media that I gave up because of the issues that I was going through in my life. I needed to make a sacrifice, and God said you gotta sacrifice one part of social media, and that was the social media I gave up. Because I was giving Facebook too much attention, and I wasn't giving him enough attention, so... I get that. Yes, but, you know, I... um. I do bounce back and forth on Facebook from time to time. But like I said, I don't mind joining the group. I greatly appreciate you offering me the opportunity to join your group. And I do pay attention to messages when they come through my phone. I I do respond. Okay. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So let's go on and actually start the questions. (laughs) So my first question for you is this. What is something that would surprise people to know about you? is something that people um uh, what is something about you that people don't know about you that you don't mind sharing something that people don't know about me that i don't mind
1: sharing hmm. that's a good question i'm trying to think a lot of people have a misconception of me that i'm very quiet and like shy but that's that's not true like i just had a conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago, it was a friend of mine, and he's like, I thought you were bougie and stuck up. I'm like, No, I am one of the most down to earth people you will ever meet. And I've heard that, you know, several times. So it's just like, I like doing podcast interviews like this, like this and going live so that people can, you know, get a better perception and understanding of me. Like, I even People tell me they thought I was older than what I was because of how I act because I'm mature and they just think I'm not. I'm 34. They think I'm older because of how I act and that, you know, I'm a little stuck up. But no, I'm very cool. I'm going let it get down to earth. So That's when you really get to
0: get to know me. Right. Right. Now, I will say this. I did think you were older than me, but I didn't, I didn't get the feeling of you being bad. I didn't feel that. But That's I did was older than me. So for me to be older than you, I'm like, oh God. <laughs> oh me. So I'm like, hey, it is what it is. Some of us do mature faster than others. That's true. So we we can't be blamed for that. I um grew up around old people because my grandparents kept me around um their friends who were citizens, and they, I don't love poetry. People tell me that I have an old soul. I think one of the things that I hear a lot of is that I'm very intimidating. Mm. I, I hear people tell me, you know, trying to talk to you is not easy. And I'm like, why? They say, because you give off this intimidating look. And I'm like, what's the intimidating look? Like we just scared to talk to you. Like you you look like the type of person that will just blow up at any minute. I'm like, but if you make my whole entire family, we all act like that. <laughs> Friends in the family. <laughs> Friends in the family. But once you get to know us, we are very, very down to earth. Um, we're like, we're, my family and I, especially my cousins, we're the ones that people want to hang around. that's oh, how we, okay. That's exactly how we act. And you said
1: you're from Thomasville, Georgia. Yes. I grew up in Pennsylvania, so that's
0: why I do not have a southern accent. But okay. Yes, I currently
1: live in Thomasville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: so I noticed that you graduated from Valdosta State University. Yes, that's where my bachelor's degree is. Yes, VSU. Yes, okay. Go black <laughs> The reason why I say that is because I have cousins that graduated from there as well. Really? Yes, ma'am, and they are—they're around my age because we're all thirty-eight, and okay. they graduated. Oh yeah, they graduated about two thousand. I'm going to say between 2005 and 2010, so yeah, and um, they're all Sigmas and Zetas, so <laughs> I got family in Georgia, I do. Awesome, yeah, I graduated from VSU in
1: 2011.
0: Okay, so you was behind them, so
1: okay. Yeah, but I was there in 2010, so I
0: might have known, known some of them. Well, I'm sure you have. <laughs> It's not hard to not know what my family is from Dawson State because they have made a name for themselves on that campus. Oh, wow. Especially <laughs> the Sigmas. Yeah, they're just like the life of the party. Absolutely. And then my husband, he became a Sigma fall 2019. And, um, I mean, excuse me, fall 2020. And, um, and it's like... is blue and white. My mom, she's an AKA, and I'm like, I, I know where my bearing is supposed to be because I am my mother's legacy, but mm-hmm. I went on and created a non-collegiate sorority with one of my girlfriends on the West Coast. So we okay. have a whole sorority, so now I am in a sorority myself. So I was like, ooh, y'all killing me.
1: be organized in your business have all of your ducks in a row before you start hiring people like i guess now that now i'm kind of branching off into the hr side of what i do so let's yeah so make sure you're and have all your ducks in a row before you start trying to bring people on your team because you can't hire an office manager and you don't know like what exactly you want them to do you need to make sure you know all their tasks in and out Because if you're just hiring people willy nilly and then it's unorganized, that's how you have high turnout. So I would say have a strong foundation when it comes to setting up your business um, taxes properly, setting up your business content, starting with the state. Make sure your legal stuff is done first. And then do all the fun stuff like creating your logo and the fonts and your social media campaigns. Make sure you have the business stuff down pat first. And then you know move on to
0: the next step okay well let me let me ask you this now this is what i did in my business and i want you to tell me it i don't i don't think it was an okay for you, but for me it was okay because i knew what i wanted to do so when i started my business prior to December the 5th of 2020 i did my research on everything that i wanted to do took classes um trying to nail down exactly I didn't want to legalize my business and then it didn't work out. Then I felt like I wasted money.
1: Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. But you did like, because
0: you know, if you make over a certain
1: amount, you have to report it out your taxes. So you did do that. Yes, I did. Because, okay. you know, the IRS will get their money one way or another. They'll come after you if they found out you're making money. Yeah, I think that's fine. As long as you did the tax portion right. And then you wanted to make sure that, you know, it's
0: something you wanted to do then you created your LLC and you legalized it, that's fine. Okay, because I just wanted to make sure that that's the right thing I did. I mean, I prayed over it. I asked God to cover me while I was doing it. I mean, a part of me did not feel, I think the reason why I didn't feel like it was illegal was because I knew I had these bearings in place prior to making it a legalized business. And after I became a legalized business, I felt better, like the whole world lifted off my shoulders and I was like, okay, Jesus, I'm no longer illegal. I am now illegal, I'm registered with the state. I don't got my taxes together, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I can see how a lot of doors are now opening for me. Now that my business is legalized versus the first year of my business, I had to struggle because my business was not legalized per se. Favorite way to organize? I am big on um, to do list. So I have.
1: So I'm one of those people that use. I have a physical planner, and then I have my digital planner. So I haven't started using my digital planner for like the daily, excuse me, the daily and like the monthly tasks yet because it starts in 2023. But I have been using it for like my to do list um, when I'm planning out social media content. I work full time in human resources as well, and then I have my HR, small business, and lovely good. So it's so important for me to stay organized. And I'm studying for the PHR, which I'm sure you're familiar with. i for those of you who think the PHR is professional human resources certification, it's a really um, difficult test. That's what everybody says. So it takes a lot of studying. So, with that being said, I make sure um, each day I write down, you know, what I need to do. And then, actually I say this, it starts with the end of a day. So like Monday at the end of the day, okay, I say, I did not do this task. This is what I need to do for tomorrow. Because for me, I know this sounds crazy, but I cannot sleep at night if I don't know what I have to do the next day for work. Like it drives me crazy because I have to know like what's going on. Like, okay, I have to do this, this, and this for Haven. I need to make some social media um, graphics in Canva for my lovely goods. I need to reach out to this potential customer for my HR consulting. I like to go to bed knowing what needs to be done the next day so that when I open my planner or look at my to-do list, I see what all needs to be done. And then another thing I do is within my email inboxes, I color code them. So like I might have a folder for completed. And then like for each client for um, my HR consulting, I have a color-coded folder for them within my email inbox. Mm-hmm. Or like a folder for just benefits, for client stuff, for um, employee relations, that helps me as well. Because visually, when I open my inbox and I see the different colors and the labels, it's not just like a blank slate of emails. So that helps me stay organized. So that's something I really recommend
0: for people to do as well. Right. And now. No, i do that in my emails depending on the people that i subscribe to some of the people that actually provide a service some of the information is useful for me for my business being that i sell products We'll so color code them and have like i have a category called coaches so every okay. coach that i follow or that i have subscribed to they all fall under the category
1: scrolling social media or maybe I'm just going outside to get a breath of fresh air, getting a snack because my full time job, I work from home. So it's easy for me to do that. But I found out that, you know, that really helps me too. So I do recommend that for people.
0: I never knew that's what it was called because I Mm -hmm. saw it. I saw that on Pinterest Mm -hmm. and I said something has got to give because I get bored sitting here doing these nail sets and my back is towards the door. Because I'm in my corner doing nails. And so I say, well, let me time myself. And what I do is I do 45 minutes of content. Okay, okay. And then I take my 15 minute break and do whatever I need to do, whether it's go to the bathroom, get a snack, sit there and watch TV, laugh at somebody for a while, go outside, um, look out doors, or anything like that. Because my business is full time. So everything I do is at home. Like, business, Toro, is all, this is all I do. And okay. so I never knew what the name of it was, but I, yeah, I've tried that, and I'm like, this does work because it also gives me a break from my eyes because I'm really big on looking at the computer screen constantly because I'll sit in front of the computer screen forever and over the okay. years, you know. Well, you already know, working in the office, you know, working in the office, our eyes will get tired, so that's mm. starting implementing that and putting that in place. But yeah, it's a whole, yeah, it's
1: a name for and you can go on YouTube and find so many videos, and it's just nice, because they play the different music, and then you can, like, have it playing on your phone, or your tablet, or something, where you can, you know, you can glance at the video that they have playing in the background, I'll send you the link to one of my favorites that I follow to do. Okay, that's, that's cool, yeah, I, I really wanted to, um, I wanted to go back to it, especially for the holiday season.
0: just because Let's we it. All right, so my next question for you is how do you stay organized while running two business? So
1: I like to, a lot of times I'll set different days of when I'm gonna work on Sundays. So Sundays is when I like to plan for my week. Um, because on Sundays, you know, I get up in the morning, I go to church, I come home, take a nap, because I'm, I'm big on nap, beginning my sleep. And getting my sleep, and then Sunday afternoons or Sunday evenings—that's when I like to plan out my week. Um, so I might say, okay, on Monday evening, I'm going to create some graphics for Lovely Goods, or try to come up with content for um, the newsletters. On Tuesday, I'm going to maybe send out, reach out to um, potential clients for my HR consulting business. So I try not to overwhelm myself because I used to do that. I'm like, I got to do 20 things in one day that's not realistic it doesn't work it just shoots my anxiety up to the roof I have to break out my businesses into separate days or if I do work on both businesses in the same day I make sure the tasks are really quick and easy tasks that I can do because remember I have a full-time job in HR as well so I have to work around um all that and I have a son who's active he you know does sports and all the other stuff he has going on
0: I understand and a lot of people don't realize that, you know, being a business owner is not an easy feat. If it was easy, everybody would be.
1: Easy. Yep. It's not easy at all. Cause some days you make money and there's times when you won't make money. So.
0: And you have to be okay with not making money every day. You have to say that you're okay with not making money every day. If you're not, you're not going back into the world. Right. That's true. Yep. Be, what could you say is your biggest challenge right now
1: my big I'm mean, gonna give you my biggest challenge and the solution that I need to overcome this challenge okay. so right now okay. um right now my biggest challenge is just be transparent it's um inventory for like my love of goods my business so um, I feel like when a lot of businesses start they you know start out of pocket especially if they don't have any grants or loans So I'm at an awkward moment right now where it's like I want to add more inventory, more physical inventory to lovely goods, but it's just the funding part. So my solution to that is I want to start applying to grants for that. I really don't want to take out any small business loans because there's so many grants out there you can get. I just had a Facebook friend today that posted some grants. So I think, you know, um, I think that would help if, you know, I got some grants, especially as a small business minority owned women-owned, black-owned business, but I know there's a lot of resources out there for us.
0: Right, right. And I've seen them. I've seen people apply for the grants. I never applied for the grants when I started my business and i'm like no not really you don't have to put your money into it and he was like no i'm gonna invest 20 dollars into your business because your business is gonna blow up that's what he did and my husband was like what do you need for your business and i gave him i told him just give me a number that i can't go over and i will make it work and so right and so they're both my silent partners and that's how i was able to start my business so i was I was actually blessed to say that I kind of started out of pocket, but I didn't have to. Did I purchase things on my own? Absolutely. I still do. When I want to add to my store, one thing I actually learned is um, if you want to add something to your store, ask your customers. Ask your customer. You when you send out a itself and so I had to change my mindset from that and yeah. start asking questions which helped me out because one of my biggest challenges is communication mm. because I live in my head so much I don't communicate and by the time I communicate everybody mad because I ain't talk so oh, learning. <laughs> I am learning how to communicate with my customers I'm learning how to communicate with my followers so um when I talked about summit everybody jumped on it and I'm like oh thank you Jesus but you know you was gonna make it work anyway because you gave me the vision so when it comes to products um September I did a 30-day nail art challenge and so what I did was every single day I created a new nail set and that was part of my fall collection and okay. I had a lot of people saying oh I like that na- oh I like that nail set. oh my god that nail set oh is that nail set gonna be the store and so now I know Every September, I do a 30-day nail art challenge because that is what my customer base likes, like. And that right. will help my numbers on Etsy because when I add those nails to that store, that's what helps me generate more money. Okay. So, yeah, that's, awesome. that's a good idea for you since you said you wanted to add more products. You just couldn't figure out a way how to do it. Ask your customers. That's what they're there for. Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So here's my next question for you. What is your most memorable failure?
1: Ooh, my most memorable failure as it comes to business? Yeah.
0: It's, okay, business-wise. Don't um, say personal failure. Yeah, we, we, we can write we can right on. Um, The biggest failure. The most memorable. Oh, my most memorable one. See, my most memorable
1: failure. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm gonna go back to the grant writing, the grants for my business, and trying to get funding. I felt when I first started. Market, market more and figure out and actually ask them send out surveys. hey what would you guys like to see I think I could have had you know better revenue from doing that so I would say that was the most memorable just others that they can learn from you know any
0: mistakes that you may have made or things that you've learned from yep absolutely so yeah that's why doing this series expand your empire i learned so much from other people when i be doing these interviews and everything and i have a ball and sometimes i have to i'll go back to a prior episodes just to catch the information again and write it down and i'm like you know what i'm gonna try it this way this time Mm -hmm. awesome right so if you had the choice to start over what would you do differently and actually I think you may have answered this already yeah I I think I have yes Mm -hmm. okay so basically that answer was doing better marketing research Yes. Okay. All right. So what does your business mean to you? Because a lot of us, when we start our businesses, we become overprotective. It's like creating a business for us. is like having, you know, birth of the baby. So what does your business mean to you? So for Carter HR Solutions, what that means to me is
1: I like being able to help small businesses with some issues as it comes to HR related things. A lot of times people get in trouble with the IRS, Department of Labor, EEOC, because simply it's just because they don't know any better. Right. They might not mean any harm, but when you have that one disgruntled employee that wants to and you work in HR so you know when yeah. you have that one disgruntled employee that wants to go to the Department of Labor, file an EEOC claim and a lot a lot of times stuff like that could have been avoided whether it's from hiring an employee as a W-2 employee versus a 1099, a lot of employers might want to bring them on as a 1099 contractor when they really should be W-2 employees so I've talked to you know employers like that business it is, helping them stay in compliance, whether it's, you know, making sure the policies in their employee handbook are written correctly, the job descriptions are exactly what the job entails. So that's what I would say for my, um, you know, HR consulting, especially, you know, helping these small business owners that just don't know what they should or shouldn't be doing. Right,
0: right. You're you're awesome, man. Thank you.
1: your business don't try to you know do what everybody else is doing sell what everybody else sells so as far as lovely goods just because you have somebody who wants to sell um i don't know certain things when it comes to their notebooks or pens you don't have to do what everybody else is doing obviously you want to communicate with your target market about what they want but it's okay to be different don't try to follow all the trends that I got for my HR consulting business is charge your worth. Um, because at times, I'm in a couple of HR consulting groups, you know, we would talk about our prices and they're like, oh, you're charging too low. All this work that you're doing, you have the education because so I have an MBA in HR management. You have the experience. You don't try to meet people's budget. You know, you have to charge exactly, you know, your worth. You put in a lot of work into, you know, your business and what you're doing. So I'm glad that people kind of talk to me about, you know, that type of stuff. And speaking on that, I think it's um, important to surround yourself with people who are in the same industry as you. I've learned so much from other HR consultants. I'm in a couple of HR groups. Um, I did a free um, webinar a few weeks ago for small business owners and different HR topics had another HR speaker she reached out to me and said hey if you need any tips let me know Um, I can tell you what you should talk about what you shouldn't so it's nice to have that community of people that do the same thing as you do because it's not about competition it's about building a community and helping each other because I mean you might not your your plate might be full so you can refer them to somebody else and then they can do the same thing to you and I know that's not what you asked me but I just wanted to add that in there (laughs) Oh, no, no, no,
0: no, no. My thing is, advice, um, advice given is the best advice. So, I'm like, it doesn't matter. You could have, you could have kept on talking about all the advice that you have received that was the greatest that you have ever had, that you have ever heard. But, um, I do agree on that about meeting people in your community that, um, in your industry. Because there's a lot of us nail techs that are, um, with. And I think the hardest part for us is that everybody thinks that we're here to take customers. No, no, we're not here to take customers. We may be here for collaboration. We're here for ideas. We're here for, oh, where did you get that package from? That backpack is dope, but I want to get it in a different color so I can get offset from you. Things of that nature. And
1: of sense. So, like I said, I just think we need to be good with being open to constructive criticism about our business, product, services, whatever it may be.
0: Alrighty. And my last question for you is this. How can people reach you if they wanted to order from you and follow you? Sure. So my website is lovelygoodsco.com. All my social media
1: is lovelygoodsco. I try to keep it, you know, consistent. Um, Except my TikTok is lovelygoods1. So again, my website is Goods Co. and my um, social
0: media is LovelyGoodsCo as well. All right, all right. Thank you so much for being on this episode of Coro is Crush, just for being on this series, Expand Your Empire. I have learned a lot. Much, I greatly appreciate it so right now i'm getting ready to do the closing remarks and this is what i have to say of um, trying to be organized in a small business when you own a small business you have to stay organized even if you're not heavily involved with the day-to-day operations of your company you need to be able to keep track of everything that's going on you might be surprised how much time and energy it takes just keeping track of all the details that go into running a business even if it's just a small one. The first step is making sure you have a good filing system in place. If you don't already have one, now is the time to start building one. This can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. You can use folders, envelopes or even sometimes, or even something like Evernote or Dropbox just to store your documents and information about your company. But just make sure that whatever system works best for you is easy enough for everyone else in your office to use. You have your filing system up and running, and everyone knows how it works. It's time for some accountability. Decide who will be responsible for what area of the business. Maybe one person can take care of the filing, all you know, doing all the receipts with the vendors. You also have another person that will handle your invoices and payables. You may have another person that handles your inventory and management and so on. help you stay organized so that's my closing remarks for today and again i thank you so much um denisha for coming so much for this day. Thank you for your guidance and protection in all that we do. Help us to find the courage to face our challenges with faith and hope. I thank you for my business. Thank you for the people who support me and help me every day. Thank you for the clients and the customers who come to our through our businesses and that our businesses will be a blessing to us. I pray for Denisha that she would find a way to balance her faith with her career. Help her not to be bogged down by fear or doubt. Give her courage and strength in this season of her life. Help her trust in your grace and guidance as she makes decisions about where she wants to go professionally. Please protect us from any evil that tries to come into our lives or our businesses. Continue to protect our families and our friends, as well as business associates from harm as well. Help us to be kind and helpful to those who need it the most, especially those who do not have the same privileges as we do. We pray for all of those who are seeking a new business opportunity, that they may succeed in their endeavors. Please bless those who are seeking employment, that they may find work that is suited to their talents, their skills, and their interests. I also pray, Lord, that all of our hard work will be rewarded with success and prosperity in our lives so we can use our profits to help others who are less fortunate than us right now but might need some extra help soon, too. And as I close out this prayer, Lord, I ask for your grace and your mercy to continue to follow us all the days of our lives and to thank you for the confidence to know each prayer that we pray to you father that it is traveled by the holy spirit to your ears. in jesus name i pray amen 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 and amen so again people thank you so much for tuning in to CoRo is a crush thank you so much to denisha make sure that you are following her on all fancies of social media at lovely goods code that is spelled l-o-v-e-l-y g-o-o-d-s-c-o and that is Lovely Goods Co. Make sure that you check out her website as well. LovelyGoodsCo.com Again, she is the, what I would call the stationary addict. And she also helps out with human resources. So if you know of anybody that may need help in their business or just need a consultant, please, please reach out to Miss Denisha. She is more than welcome to help. You. And again, Denisha, thank you so much for taking the time stopping by. and co with to, to share your business today. Hey, hey, it's Neek Austin here, the host of Koro is a Crush, where we talk about fashion, beauty, and faith while remaining true to ourselves. Every episode, I talk to someone who's trying to make a change for themselves or their community and learn about how they've made big or small improvements in their lives. I'll also chat about what's going on in the world that might be holding us back from being our best selves. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor for the Koro is a Crush podcast, please reach out to coro crush podcast at gmail.com check out our new advertising opportunities now available on our website at www.shop book your ads by today and let me do the rest i love to hear from you